Hello, I'm Art Fuller, PhD, and welcome to another episode of The 5-Minute Expert, where today we are talking about foraging. We're living in a time when people are seeing the cost of their food go up in price exponentially every week. A four-pound pack of bacon I used to buy at Sam's Club for $14 now costs almost $28. And meat's not the only item going up. Bread, vegetables, and fruit all continue to increase. Interestingly, many manufacturers of food products are shrinking the size of their actual products while maintaining the same size packaging, all in an attempt to make people think they're getting the same stuff for the same or slightly higher price. One way to combat the increasing cost of food is to forage for wild plants. Before you turn your nose up like I've asked you to eat a grasshopper sandwich, consider this. Many wild animals are living because they forage daily for the plants they need to stay alive. However, before we pick our first dandelion green, let's stop to listen to this week's sponsor, Good Gut Greens. Good Gut Greens believes the wild earth should be harvested. Don't know what plants are edible versus which ones will give you the trots? Good Gut Greens takes the guesswork out of foraging by doing it for you. Yes, there are great benefits to getting out in nature to search for your own food. The sunlight, the fresh air, etc. But who needs all that crap? Let Good Gut Greens do the foraging for you while you stay on the couch and watch your favorite Netflix series. Besides, exercise and fresh air are overrated. So the next time you'd like to sample some foraged food, search for goodgutgreens.com. They take the guesstimation out of greens. Our ancestors were likely master foragers. That's with an A. Before people settled down and began to farm the land, they roamed from place to place eating whatever they could find. Today, foraging for most of us consists of going to Walmart and rummaging through the freezer section until we find our favorite TV dinner. Much of the ancient knowledge has been lost, but there is a movement afoot today that encourages people to get out and pick various plants that are edible. The benefits are at least twofold, free food and some nutrients that we are probably missing from our daily diet. Historically, foraging was how foreign armies survived when they were at war. They plundered the countryside looking for food and animals. In fact, during the Revolutionary War, there was a campaign referred to as the Forage War, which took place in New Jersey in 1777. The British troops wanted to have fresh provisions to consume and also required fresh forage for their draft animals and horses. Early in the winter, Washington sent out detachments of troops to systematically remove any remaining provisions and livestock from convenient access by the British. But I digress. Edible wild plants are all around us, growing anywhere from the cracks of a city sidewalk to the hillsides of a mountain forest. There's a garden of free food out there waiting to be harvested if you know what to look for. Having the knowledge of which plants are edible in your area lets you forage for extra food. 
And if you're listening to this right now and you're in a survival situation, knowing what you can and can't eat might even save your life. So, what are a few common plants we might find and eat? I recommend you Google these plants and take a look at them before just wandering into the woods and eating the first thing you pick. This might save you some stomach discomfort. So let's start with the easy ones, dandelions. Many people consider this plant a weed, so be sure to do your foraging in an area that hasn't been sprayed with pesticides. The entire plant is edible and contains many macronutrients, including calcium. Look for younger plants growing in shaded areas. These will have a milder flavor than more mature flowers growing in full sun. Coneflower. These are daisy-like flowers that feature petals popping out of a prickly center cone. This North American native has been eaten and used as medicine for hundreds of years. Look for the purple or white flowers and avoid any that are yellow. Lobster mushrooms. The lobster mushroom is an orange-red capped mushroom covered in bumps. Inside it's white and it often twists itself into odd shapes as it matures. They prefer old-growth forests. The whole mushroom is edible. The taste reminds some people of a poached lobster. It has a slightly sweet flavor with nutty notes. Speaking of notes, mushroom identification is not for beginners. Many mushrooms have poisonous look-alikes. Wild mushroom foraging requires careful identification, and you shouldn't dig in until a professional has given you the go-ahead. Wild onions. This grass-like plant can be identified by the onion-like scent. It grows small, six-petaled flowers with a small white bulb underground. It likes rich soil, and the entire plant is edible and tastes like a mild onion. Be sure to smell the plant to ensure it's part of the edible variety. Blackberries. Blackberries grow across the U.S., and they are a delicious treat to eat right off the vine. These berries grow near roads or on the edge of woods. Obviously, the berries are edible, but the leaves and shoots are also supposed to taste like green tea leaves. Well, this is just a sample of the wild plants available to snack on. Use caution before eating anything wild. Try to visually identify it using a picture book or Google it. Many plants, or most plants, if not really edible, will cause mild stomach problems, which will pass in 24 hours, but a few are really deadly. Foraging is an art that our ancestors knew of and practiced. While we can go to the grocery store anytime, night or day, there is a beauty in being able to go out and harvest something nature provided without any help or work on our part via foraging. Larry, what do you have for us from the peanut gallery today? Sam Sherman of Culpeper, Colorado, emailed us to say, quote, The world would be a better place if we were all foragers. In this time of global food shortage, dandelion greens, field garlic, daylilies, and nettles can provide much-needed sustenance for people around the world. Why grow crops when you can pick the weeds for free? Sam, thanks for sharing your perspective on foraging. I think there's room for foraging, but wouldn't want to give up my Hot Pockets for a dandelion burrito, if you know what I mean. Well, Larry, obviously chimps spend most of their time foraging for food. 
Do you have any thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? You don't like it. Okay. What about the chance to get freshly picked bananas? Overrated, you say. Costco has a better selection. Well, folks, there you have it. Anyway, tell one person about the podcast today. You'll be glad you did.